kill you. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, it's Monday night, a little after six, and welcome to the Seinfeld edition of Auntie Nanny, a show about absolutely nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Work has been uh, kicking my ass, and my cat has these allergies, so now I have to run around the house every night and pill him, and my hands look like I've been fighting with Wolverine. So it's been an interesting week for me. Uh, Jeannie, what was it like when you went to the big event? Uh, not, it was nice. It's not my thing, though. Okay. Like that. I, I, cannot, I cannot get used to this um, massive convention-style thing. Um, I mean, I miss so many people that I wanted to see because I couldn't fucking find them. <laughs> <laughs> That is a problem at big meets, yeah. Well, I mean, Bash and VaporCon are really big, but there are these big seating areas where, you know, you can sit down and talk to other vapors and whatever. It's not just row after row after row of vendors that you've never fucking heard of saying, Here, my shit, it's the best thing in the world. Yeah, you need you need, you need need a forklift to ground with you these days to carry all the free samples. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of free stuff, and I turned down a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of free stuff. Well, it's because for you, it's about the people. Well, it's about the people for me. It's about the equipment and stuff, too. Um, I went over and looked at the Vapor Shark, our DNA, because I really, 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 really want to get one. Right. I can afford one, but I'd really, really, really like <laughs> You know, and I mean, and they gave me, and they're like, oh, well, here. And the guy hands me this bag, and it's like 10 30 mil bottles of their liquids. Holy crap. Well, you know, I, I might be a little picky when it comes to e liquid. Maybe. No, fuck it. I'm not even going to try to mask that. I am really fucking picky when it comes to e liquid. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I'm sure I'll, I'll pivot and I'll give it to somebody that's really in need without even trying it um, and that's sad to say that I probably won't even try it but it's a mass produced um, and unless I know the vendor 
just not into that thing. I will tell you that I did buy um, a couple bottles of juice from a couple different companies. And one was out of Canada, and Janet's is fucking amazing. But anyway, so was the meet a success for for ECC and VPX? Yes, I would. I would guarantee you that it was a success on their part. Right. Um, I finally remembered to get a picture with Nick because I've never done that. I saw that on Facebook. Yeah. And whenever I see Nick, I can't um, not think of Nurse Sin. So. You know, um, so yeah, it was a success for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I after being at that one and being at the ECC that they had in New England, I can honestly tell you that yes, it is not my cup of tea. I think I will stick with cons and bash and things like that. No, I don't. Um, every meet I've been to has been a really big meet and every meet I've been to I've worked at. Um, you can't really enjoy yourself when you work. So I've never been to one where I wasn't working. I have no idea what that experience is like. Like, don't get me wrong, I've met up with friends who vape. You know, a couple at a vape shop and unfortunately in Florida. At that point in time, your choice was limited to totally wicked or totally wicked. So, um... (laughs) That would be where we got. We would go and hang out. Um, and I got to talk to Jason Cropper more than once. And um, even back in those days, before he had his... Um, do I want to call it a break with reality? <laughs> before he lost... Where <laughs> he lost his damn mind. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, because that's that's not an exaggeration, Jan. That man lost his shit. Just just a tiny little bit. You think? R- Ranting a bit, sheep open. What the fuck? Call a lot. <laughs> David Ike. And somebody somebody stole my gold bars. What in the hell have you got gold bars in your house for? I no, mean, no, 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 Jan. Don't say that because I asked, no. I'm saying if you're smart enough to have gold bars, that have have a lot of precious metals in their house. Right, but I'm saying if you're smart enough to have them and you're that rich, you, you should have armed guards. I yeah, mean, I know... But if the, and here, okay, since this is a ramble show, let me ask you this, okay? Okay. What the fuck is the point? Okay, What's if money's going to be useless, more? what the fuck are people collecting gold <laughs> for? Because... I don't know. If, if the world has... If the economy has fallen flat on its fucking face... Food is what you need. Seeds mm-hmm. are what you need. Tools I, are what you need. What I the agree. fuck are you going to do with gold? Beat somebody over the head with it. Especially if it's in a bar form. Um, <laughs> make make tooth fillings with it. Um, that That's about what it's going to be useful for. I mean, haven't you noticed how we've moved from a cash society to the cashless society? Most people don't carry cash with them anymore, and everything they do is on debit card. Yeah. Well, okay. I mostly so, use debit card these days. so the other day, my government went from $29 billion worth of treasury bills. They added another 200 to that. How does that happen in a day? It doesn't, right? Unless the math usually. isn't real and the numbers don't matter. Yeah. That's why I say, you know, money is not what we think it is. And this 
stuff that we're struggling for, and we're putting in hours and hours away from our family and loved ones for, it's not what we think it is. Yeah. It's, um, it's something else, and everything is changing. Everything's becoming more technical and modernized. I, I just, um, I don't know, I'm not really optimistic about what the future holds, but I think they're going to try to move us away from cash, fiat currency, and anything that we would have some control over and give us like carbon credits. You know what I mean? That will be like a carbon-based economy. Um, And that kind of freaks me out. I'm not really happy about the idea of that. Because if the idea of that actually happens, you'll be penalized on how much energy you use and you'll have to work so many hours to make so and it's it's kind of an ugly thing but I could see that happening we just need to persuade the world to go to a a, a liquid based economy uh huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know um most people can't do both but uh people who do do seeds and mason jars and know how to can how to hunt how to grow their own food, they're going to be much better off than you think. Um, I was talking to somebody today at work who said, you know, I can remember when we used to have meat at every meal and now it's a luxury. And we eat a lot of beans, we eat a lot of rice. I mean, and these are not, these are not people you typically think of as poor, but that's how much the cost of food has gone up for the ordinary person who doesn't grow their own or hunt their own food. And, yeah. and the sad thing is, is the beans and the rice aren't very nutritious for you. Mm-mm. Neither are supermarket vegetables. They are, well, I mean, uh, vegetables they grow nowadays have approximately a tenth of the nutrients they used to have in the 1900s, early yeah. 1900s. Well, I mean, all of that Soil's goes... Got that bad. Well, soil's got that bad, but we don't follow traditional farming methods anymore. I mean, once they figured out how to take and make ammonium nitrate, ammonia, and all these other chemicals, instead of relying on getting them from the atmosphere, now that was game over on traditional farming. Yeah. And those methods are what adds bulk back to the soil. You know, it doesn't allow it to erode. It doesn't... It's just easier for the plants to take those nutrients and for you to get nutrients from them. And you're not going to get that with commercially grown produce these days. Well, yeah, and that, that and they don't let everything grow like they used to. Now they, they wait until they're a certain size. They're not saying it all gets harvested rather than yeah. letting it mature. Well, well, I mean, I, you know, I mean, it's like compost piles. Everybody thinks of a compost pile and they think of something that smells like a porta potty, and that is not the case at all. No. It doesn't smell at all. You know, no. if you're really, if you're really doing it right, it has no odor. Yeah, I it have looked hot in- as shit. It'll melt snow <laughs> if you live up north, but no, it doesn't have any odor at all. Yeah, we're um, in <laughs> in my little aquaponics schematic that I've got going to, to build in the basement. Um, my husband and I have laid out the plans for this thing like four different ways. But um, I seriously am looking at having red wigglers um, Cadillac alarms for a compost system. Right. And I mean, they not only 
speed up the composting so much, but they're also very good for my chickens and my fish. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, I've looked at even like mealworms, but I just told my husband, I said, there's no fucking way I'm going to have these critters in my house. Ever. <laughs> in my basement. Not even in the basement. No, not fucking happening. Um, there's just something about creepy crawly insects. Um, yeah, that house. Thank you very much. Um, oh, go ahead. But a lot of this stuff, I mean, and it's like vegetable scraps, even even the plants that people are hauling out of their gardens that they're that they're throwing away. Um, even here, there is a pile in the back corner of the chicken yard where all of the plants that we take out of the hydroponic systems go when we pull them out. Right, right. You know, what the chickens don't forage, compost. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But you got so many um, people around now that are offended or that doesn't look good. And I don't want that there. Well, you know what? The cities and towns and state and federal government should start offering tax breaks on people who are environmentally responsible. Well, yeah, well, that's a good, good way to do it these days. It doesn't have to be out in the open. You get um, the composting bins. And that, you can fit a gas extractor to the top as well and have uh, your own gas production. Take the methane off the top. (laughs) Oh, you know what I saw on the TV yesterday, Jan? Thank you, Barry. You said gas made me think of energy. (laughs) There is the Buffalo... um, Our NBC, ABC, and CBS come out of Buffalo. And there is a company advertising solar energy. And what this company is doing is they are leasing you the equipment. They're promising you at a minimum a 25% reduction in your power costs for 10 years or something. So they're coming in and they're putting all this solar up on your house, installing the solar Array, which you know damn good and well they're selling your excess power back to the grid, to the grid. because they've gotten federal kickbacks to do this fucking program. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I mean, yes, you have solar in your house, but it's never yours. No. But, you oh. know, a lot of people, though, the, the 25 to 50% reduction in their electric bill is still going to be a total win. Yeah, it is. Um, did anybody see the World Health Organization story yesterday? I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to tell you about it. One of their people um, is being charged with slavery. <laughs> mm-hmm. He has this Ethiopian maid that he's kept locked up in his house and hasn't paid for two years. And she escaped and she's filing charges. Okay. So, Yay. We need more stories like that. It's good. Believe it or not, it's good to get this stuff out. Well, no, no. We, we need to uncover more stories like that. We don't actually well, want more stories like that. Well, we prefer you know them not out to there. be slaves, you know. And, and, well, right, but I'm saying yeah. their true nature, I mean, that that's just indicative of who they are. Oh, well, the did, world you know, did you notice the, um, the tech journalist's well, health journalist from Vox did a second article on cigarettes. No, I didn't see that. Oh, she she did the first one, 
right. basically stating all the public health California nonsense. Then <laughs> she did the second one where she was talking to Vapor. A Vapor. So. Well, she should. I well, mean, yeah. you need that sort of balance in journalism. It's not something we really see anymore. I mean, when I talk about the fourth estate as a failure, it, it really is a failure. It really is failing us. But um, that's good. That is really good. I um, I've been reading a little bit, but I was like so wiped out that for Easter we didn't do anything at my house. We got to take out Chinese food, and, like watched YouTube videos and crap all day. <laughs> well, <laughs> Saturday I was uh, a mini me. Yeah. Through night and butter. So. Well, I showed you one of the felt bits of film I took earlier. I'm not going to make yeah. that public. <laughs> <laughs> well. Not yet, anyway. Um. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, the woman in that video is funny. I have further footage of people. Yeah, the classic vape meat thing. People were passing around suspect flavors. Of the savory variety. <laughs> There's bacon ice and things like that. Bacon ice. Yeah. Cold bacon. Yeah, bacon with menthol. Really? Yeah. Gee, Jeannie, don't you just want to just make some of that up yourself then? No. Funnily <laughs> enough, I didn't try it. And the people uh, who did mostly didn't have a good time. Um <laughs> I don't. There was a video a really long time ago, and I forget who did it. Um, I forget his name. He was a vapor. But this is when we we're just starting, and the preloaded cartomizers were selling really well. And he got a vendor to sell to send him all the loser flavors. <laughs> and uh, he was vaping like roasted chicken and and just really horrific stuff. And one of them was buffalo chicken. And he was coughing his head off, and he was like, "Oh my God, this is this this is worse than ass." I'm <laughs> just remember that. And yet, that tradition still goes on today. People still try to outdo themselves with really bad flavors. Crab, yeah. genie blue crab. <laughs> well, I, I took a Dirt. Fla- <laughs> I, I had an idea for a flavor the night before I went, and it mixed mm-hmm. up, and, and was getting people to try that. That was. Uh, Hazelnut cappuccino and cream cheese icing. That's actually working out quite well. <laughs> well, well, you know, when you go back to that crab juice, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I know for a fact that that made violently ill. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other the other classic one that makes people ill is the the pizza flavor ones. Well, yeah, but that's not generally something you should be taking a big deep. Um, inhale of for any reason, well, unless you know, you're going to be eating I mean, it. <laughs> you look at the if you look at flavor art Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can make some truly scary flavors. <laughs> they're available list. You know, um, they have all the different types of fish. And, <laughs> <laughs> it's like no. <laughs> they um. They do roast potato, boiled potato. Creamed potato, you know, all that kind of stuff. You're like, Lovely. okay. It's a complete sit-down dinner. Yeah, you can make, a, you can make a roast dinner or a fried <laughs> breakfast. Or a... <laughs> oh, God. Why would you want to? 
I don't know. I don't know. People, people do occasionally do it, so yeah. <sighs> and I the don't moral get it. of the story is when you're at a meet, don't just inhale when somebody's. <laughs> Here, try you. this. Here, try this. Yeah, always <laughs> smell it first. Oh, and I really offended somebody um, at ECC. I did really bad. And I didn't mean to. I really didn't mean to. Okay. And so, you know, like, oh, hey, would you like some samples of our flavor one? And I'm like, no, thank you. It's okay. <laughs> no, here, come on over to our hookah bar. I said, there is not enough money on the planet to get me to walk over there and put my mouth on that hookah bar. <laughs> and the guy just looked at me and I said, Seriously, you want me to go over there and try all of them out? Not a, not a fucking one of these things had a removable drip tip on. Ooh, Good God. Okay, I mean it was fucking nasty. <laughs> yeah, but those, you those know, those plastic covers cost practically nothing. Do you think they had those? No. <laughs> it was fucking nasty. I was like, oh Jesus! I I tried to be as nice as possible. No, thank was, you. I don't want your lip cooties. That, that's was, an acceptable answer. You tried to be answer. nice as possible what? as you were backing away going. <laughs> She's got her hands up in the sign of the cross going, no, thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our, our v meat, we managed to set the fire alarms off too, but it wasn't our fault. Oh, of course it wasn't. No, no, no. The barman hadn't turned the extractor farms on in the bar. Okay. Get this, he didn't turn them on until about an hour after we'd set off the fire alarms. <laughs> when we kind of mentioned to him, you know, this is going to keep happening. <laughs> yeah, you might There's only 12 about... of us. <laughs> you know, I will doesn't... say about half the people did have sub tanks, though. So, yeah. huh. I don't, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I've never been to a small meet, but every like big meet I've been to, we've been like packed wall to wall yeah. inside a conference room and I I am by the time we get to the end of there's nothing at this table anymore I'm actually telling people I have nothing for you move along <laughs> really I don't even talk to me just move along oh. um, and I don't mean to be like that but large crowds freak me out yeah. yeah, I always tend to sit about, on the edge. How about naked painted women? Do those freak you out? You know, not so much as midgets. <laughs> um, the, the amount of, of women walking around in full body paint. Shock. <laughs> I guess it's becoming a young person's sport. I don't know. It is so it is so hipster. I saw more beards and more handlebar mustaches than I've ever seen in my entire fucking place. Ever. And I mean, I live in bumfuck. I live where it snows and people work on oil wells and people work in the timber industry in the woods. And I have never seen that many beards in one place. Well, I mean, the the joke of VTTV is if you have a DNA 40, you've got a beard. Well, I mean, here's the thing about hipsters. Um, I have a friend who's one, who's like one of my favorite people in the world. I think you've heard me talk about my friend who lives in Detroit, Brian. Um, One of my favorite people on the planet. But everything that if you see them walking around in a Def Leppard t-shirt, they think it's funny. They, uh, the girls started to wear mom jeans. They think it's funny. Um these 18, 19 year old girls and you remember those jeans that were only popular for a short time in the 90s 
where they had the really long back pockets and they made your butt look absolutely flat. That's what a lot of these girls are wearing now. And there's like 42 different varieties of them. And they think it's hilarious. I'm like, you know, you're dressing like normal people. And now it's beyond funny. It's beyond funny. It's beyond ironic. You've actually run out of stuff to make fun of. Now you're just here. And oh, 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 by the way, ISIS banned skinny jeans and smoking. So uh, if you're a hipster, you don't want to go over to (laughs) (laughs) ISIS country. Just saying. Well, I mean, I just, and I understand, (laughs) understand that it's how you get 20 something guys. Well, no, it's probably true for 40 and 50 something guys to come try (laughs) your overpriced stuff is to have some girl in nothing but pasties and body paint and, and a G-string um, say, here, would you like a sample? I, and, I, and I get that. But I just, I, I think it's really, it's, it's kind of sad. Um, and, you know, Jan, you and I talked about this yesterday um, when I told you uh, a juice vendor had come over and Shay... Um, from the Canadian Vapor Association. Shay had been standing over um, at the Baby Militia and handing out stuff at the militia table for the Canadian Association. Right. And Bender brought over all this juice to give to Shay, and she's like, well, I can't really, I can't take it. I can't, I, I can't give it to people. It's mm-hmm. not legal for her to do so. And so she asked the militia if they wanted it. And they were like, well, yeah, I guess. I said, you guys need to put it all out on the table. Put it out on the table. People will stop here if they think they're going to get free shit. <laughs> and, and yes, Jan, I know it sounds kind of pathetic that they needed to do that. But let me tell you what. Joe Barnett stood out there and said, here, would you like a bottle of juice? And people will come over and they're like, well, what is it? And Joe, and God, yeah, Joe Barnett is just like this, Jan. I mean, this man is quick. He said, this may be the very last bottle of bean liquid that you get to have given to you. You know why? And he went through the entire advocacy thing. And and the amount of people that stood there and listened to him was amazing. I'm I'm just saying, and I I said to you last night, the problem I have with this is we should have enough self-interested people that this shouldn't even be an issue. Uh, uh, People should be advocating, not for them, for the person who wants to use this next, um, but also for the businesses. Um, they're going to lose all kinds of freedom. If the FDA does what the FDA does, and don't forget Bill Godshall, and I don't quote him because he and I have <coughs> extreme differences of opinion about a lot of things. But Bill Godshall looked at the last documents that came out from the FDA, and you know what a skew is? Yes. Okay, a SKU is a UPC or a, a stock unit number given to a particular item. When we do the paperwork... It's the barcode, people. It's the barcode. Right. When we do the paperwork for the FDA, the estimate is now that each SKU, and this is what Bill Godshall says, I, I, I don't know whether I agree with him or not, it's going to cost each vendor $10 million for all that approval paperwork to go through for each SKU. Each one. Well, certainly, initially, 
the, a company's first bunch of um, applications is probably going to cost that much. Well, then they're just saying, here you go, Altria. Here, here you go, um, Marlboro. Here yeah. you go, yeah, all the companies we don't trust. Well, you can afford this, so we'll let you sell it because you will pay us. Just like mm-hmm. you've paid us for decades for selling tobacco cigarettes. And everybody yeah. thinks, you know, and that's the thing, is that the government is coming out and they're saying that, you know, this is big tobacco and they're just another lie. And it's like, you stupid motherfuckers. You, oh, I posted a rant on Stanton Glance after you posted that goddamn article last night, Jan. Got me all fired up at like, what, one o'clock in the fucking morning. (laughs) I was pissed. And I'm like, you know, these people are trying to force this through on the grounds that it's a big tobacco sham. When in reality, they're the ones that are helping big tobacco pull off this giant fucking sham but that's what regulation does you know this is this is how you get a normal person that goes from a democrat to a republican to a libertarian to a question mark this sort of thing and what the government's doing is how you push someone into the thought of every action and every reaction Everything that we do with each other and with the government or without the government has to be completely voluntary. It can't be coerced. It can't be forced. And we have to regulate our own industries. Um, well, it, it's not really working because, Jan, Thursday's DIY. And, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I, found some, I got some information Coconut. at ECC. And I was really... Um, I was really happy with one thing and I was really upset with another thing. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I was blessed and I was given um, Flavor Arts Flavorline to play right. with. And I'm so excited right. about that. But, yeah, I mean, Flavor Art is the company that was behind the first flavor study. Test. Well, they didn't mm-hmm. just do flavor studies. They did testing on the ambient air. Yeah, and they're the ones that got Dr. Fersalinos involved to begin with, yeah. it was flavor art, you know. So they've gone through and and basically re-engineered most of their flavor line. Well, all of their flavor line that has anything to do with vaping. Yeah. Okay. okay. So mm-hmm. then I'm walking around the meet, and lo and behold, there is and and I won't give out the name, but there is this flavor company that everybody likes, and you know, ninety percent of the custard vapes out there come from this company one of their flavors and you know in this flavor is fine and it's great and it's wonderful and then you know and and then they dr Fersalinos comes out with a study and they're like oh well here's the v2 and v2 is fine and nobody paid attention to the fact that for three years they said v1 was fucking fine when obviously it was that fucking fine well they're i mean out, they're handing out flavor samples mm-hmm. okay they, they're giving out flavor samples, and they have they have a green apple that I kind of like, so I went to get a bottle of that. And he's like, "Oh, here. Well, we're actually selling these, but I'll I'll give you this. This is our top seven flavors, right?" And I look down, and there is vanilla custard in here, and I'm like, "Um, is this V1 or V2?" Mm-hmm. He said, "Oh, well, that's V1, but I have V2." <laughs> Did you really? You're giving away the V1 line? 
oh, well, yeah, he said, well, the only difference, now get this, right. the only difference in, in the V1 and the V2 line is that they just needed to change the labeling for the coming regulation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Now I'm fucking pissed. Like, like instantly, instantly I'm fucking pissed. How many bottles of the flavoring did you get up his nose before he got away? <laughs> well, and 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 he knew I was pissed because I mean I actually caught my breath. I went, <gasps> and he looked at me and he goes, "Oh yeah, and see here on this chart." And I said, "Do you know that what you're saying is not true?" <laughs> and he looked at me and says, "Excuse me." I said, "Do you actually work for the company or are you employed by the company for trade events?" And he says, well, well, what do you mean by that? I said, the, I difference mean, between this, <laughs> the difference between this line and this line is not labeling. He said, well, if you don't want it, you don't have to take it. I said, I cannot fucking believe this. And walked away. You know, I... A lot of the new, quote-unquote, vanilla custard, when you exhale... It smells like sawdust. It really is not the same. That's the uh, your, 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 hmm? the, that's the new that's the, yeah. the replacement for for <laughs> <laughs> And it smells like sawdust. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that's the third buttery uh, chemical. The the, the, the one that's sawdust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, mean, I honestly am assuming that this guy was only hired for them to, to stand there and give out samples and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I and and you know, and I thought, and what what is really funny is they were right behind Mountain Oak Vapors, um, <laughs> which Dimitri is involved in, and Dimitri was there, and I'm thinking, you know. I could make I could make this situation probably really bad, but, but I thought you know, sir. Oh my God, you know how many upstart vendors are going to this company to get their flavors and thinking because this flavoring company is so involved with DIY and liquid manufacturing that they're obviously selling something safe. And it's a lot, Jan. The real, yeah. the actual truth is, there is a lot of vendors that have no clue. There was a vendor in the DIY group today asking right. about an iced tea recipe and how much coolada to use. A fucking liquid vendor. And it's not that I don't think vendors should learn; they really should. But mm-hmm. before you launch liquid lines, you should right. know. Some of your craft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I'm, I mean, I'm not against anybody learning. I think everybody in the vaping world should know something about mixing e-liquid. They really, really should. Everybody should know something. Right. Um, but, yeah, I I am amazed at, at the amount of pe- people that, even with all that we have learned about vaping and advocacy and bans and laws and flavoring and nicotine and every other damn thing, that... People would be curious. And you know what, Jan? They're just not. Well, they just want to get their vape and take it home and be able to vape their vape and think somebody else is going to fix fucking everything. You did hear me say earlier we should be playing American Idiot. Yeah. (laughs) 
there's actually a good reason for that. And um, I guess that second part we can probably do after Alex comes on. Alex will be on at 7, by the way, so that'll be the structured part of the show that's not, like, everybody just <laughs> jumping in with random stuff, which we don't we don't normally get to do this. Yeah, this is what my this. show is like. We don't normally talk. We don't <laughs> normally hang out. Um, it's usually business as usual, and I, I actually really needed a break. The news has been um, less than thrilling for me to wade through. So. Yeah, I, I don't like the news at the minute. We've got this uh, election thing going. So. Uh, yeah, well. Can you imagine what our media is like at the minute. Well, yeah. I, gee, it's going to be fun for us in a couple of years. Yeah. Uh. But, uh, yeah, the yeah the flavor of the meat I was at. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people there. They're, you're giving them a juice. Oh, here, try this. And they're sniffing it. Oh, I can't really <laughs> smell it. We'll put a drop on your finger and taste it. Right. Oh, but, but it's got nicotine in it. So it's got six <laughs> milligram. Oh, my God. <laughs> I do that with my 30 milligram. <laughs> so what's this one taste like? Oh, nice. Well, right. People if are... You can't uh, smell it. Use your tongue. Yeah. People are kind of paranoid, though. You yeah. know? And I don't remember it being so bad until you started <clears throat> getting these horrible stories in the media. Yeah. Um, which was not. Th- thank you, California, you fucking bastards. The blimping crew, yeah. <laughs> Blimpy glance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that man, and I made Jeannie mad with him last night. Oh yeah, I threw a rant up. <laughs> and well, and because Upstop downloads your show and listens to the replay, right? Uh, I want Upstomp to know that I didn't say that I was an anecdote. I said that we are not anecdotal evidence. There, asshole. Is that better? I love him dearly, but he is my, he's my favorite grammar Nazi friend. Him and PB Dragon uh, are my grammar Nazis. And, and I make him cringe at all the made-up words that I use or all the words that I use and I use incorrectly. So I needed to point out to him that I use anecdotal evidence properly. Yeah. Did anybody? Am I? Am I the only one that saw the Gonzo Muppet Show video? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? No. Doesn't seem like. Oh my god! Really? Oh my god! It, it's so awesome. Do you remember that horrible? Well, it must have been a '90s song. Um. Boy, now I gotta go look for it because I stick everything on my Facebook. I <laughs> I I know the NSA and and everybody else is really interested. So anything that I do during the day goes on my Facebook, which really is not all that interesting. I don't think anybody really cares that I read um, a story about Thomas Drake or uh, a story about Jolly Ranchers Sage and Breath Mints setting off <laughs> all of the the drink you know the field sobriety tests that they yeah. give law officers yeah I yes, don't think anybody gives a shit about um, that yeah all the heights and the flavorings mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so you know I just stick it all up on Facebook because um, that that's what I do publicly what I do privately I would never put on Facebook that's why you don't see me really talk about my life on there 
because um, my life outside of what I do online is as private as I can keep it and has nothing to do with what I do online. Um, and so you really didn't see this? You didn't see the digital underground? Mm-mm. The Humpty Dance so. video with Gonzo in it? Oh, no. my God. <laughs> Holy crap. It's freaking awesome. It's the funniest thing I ever saw because it stars Gonzo. Gonzo and the chickens. You know, the, the chickens yeah. that are done up like showgirls? Uh-huh. Yes, Best yes, part yes. of that is at the beginning where the chickens are like, uh, uh, do me, baby. It's it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> hi, Thomas. I, you know, I don't normally do that, but like I said, the news has been pretty bad as of late, and I haven't been overly thrilled with it. So, well, at least, at least today you'll have had um, Avengers uh, Age of Ultron trailer to show you. Oh, there's a new one? Yeah. You know what I like? I like when the fan magazines get get like all their writers together in a room. And they play all these trailers, and they yeah. sit there, and they pick them apart for four hours. I'm like, this is the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life. Why are you doing this? You're critiquing a trailer. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I noticed there's a lot of pre-release um, Deadpool stuff came out last week. Oh, God. And, and they're critiquing it for hours and hours and hours, and it I know. was fucking three minutes to start with. Yeah, yeah. It was a three-minute trailer. What in the hell are you doing? <laughs> What do you think we're going to learn from that? The Deadpool thing was awesome. Yeah. I loved it when Ryan Reynolds beat the crap out of Slater. Yes. <laughs> from Saved by the Bell. That was the high point of my week. I saw that in April Fool's Day. I was like, that is awesome. I love Deadpool, by the way. Um, Deadpool and Captain America are probably my two favorite comics, which don't well, necessarily seem to link go together. The other day to the superhero text thing, didn't I? No. Did. It was um, Superman and Batman or something. Oh, yeah, There's you a did. whole series of them. If you oh, go to the God. website that produces those, there's a couple of hundred of them. Oh, all God. the different heroes talking to each other. <laughs> Some of the Deadpool ones are hilarious because he's talking well, to himself. Deadpool is... And if you didn't read the comics and you've watched the X-Men films, you have a completely different picture of Deadpool than what Deadpool actually is. Yeah. Deadpool is morally ambiguous but funny and the things that happen to Deadpool no matter what happens to Deadpool Deadpool will never die so you can rip his head off and he lives through that but he feels it so I'm pretty sure that has something to do with him being majorly screwed up yes. it's a hysterical character really screwed up well the, the casting funny. the casting was a was inspired, but yeah, as you say, in the the Marvel uh, portrayal so far that happened, it, it was way off. Oh, right yeah. casting, but oh, perfect person, to, yeah. perfect person to play it. But um, what they did to Ryan Reynolds in that X Men film is unforgivable. Wolverine Origins. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was okay at the start, mm-hmm. <laughs> but what they did to him by the end of the film, yeah. Yeah. So that's that getting that's getting rebooted by the film. So. Well, that's getting fixed finally. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is the perfect person to play Deadpool. Yeah. And if you didn't want to hear the comic book nerd stuff, I'm sorry. That's a part of me too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just don't know that. You just hear me 
droning on and on about <clears throat> digital liberty and your Fourth Amendment rights. And I th- think people get the feeling that that's all I am. I'm not. I think at this point I should openly admit that I've never read a comic book in my life. Oh my god, you don't know what you're missing. Oh, there's some wonderful Red stuff. <laughs> The the show is not... Thank you. Thank you, FDA. The show is nowhere near depressing enough. Well, Jeannie, Jeannie, (laughs) you like um, uh, horror, don't you? Yes. Get... um, If you get a lot of the Neil Gaiman, uh, Clive Mm. Barker, uh, Alan Moore... (laughs) Yeah, Clive Barker, man. You know, I don't... Their comics. Their comics are good. (laughs) There's something wrong with that man's brain. No, um, you know Stephen, what? His- King, Stephen King too. Um, well, drunk Stephen King, sober Stephen King is nowhere near as scary. He's still a good writer. He's just nowhere near as scary. Um, but yeah, Clive, Clive is just seriously fucked up, man. That that dude, that is just not right. How he's he's been isolated his whole life though because of his. Damn, this shit has gone through choices. his mind. Right, this you know, but his mind, and it's like, holy fuck! But you act like that's not normal. I, I've got to tell you, work has been getting so bad that the people who really annoy me, I'm starting to have Dexter moments. These people, <laughs> where I'm like, yeah, you know, I want if I had a boat. And he's uh, and I cut you up. Would anybody miss you? <laughs> I've never been like that before. But um, well, I mean, you, you work, work in retail. You know, if you want oh, yeah. rid of a body, put it in the returns container. Yeah, you work in retail. <laughs> and, and understand that I was a bartender in Dallas, Texas, for almost a decade. So yeah, I know what those thoughts are like. But I just don't think that I could come up with an entire book full, let alone a complete writing well, you've career. You've got to remember, Clive Barker was an art student who did quite a lot of acid while he was studying art. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's true. Um, Can you imagine if Salvador Dali would have wrote written books? No, that, that man was seriously screwed up. The he did write, though. Da- He's, his, his diaries are surreal. Um. <laughs> you know, one of the high points of my life was getting to go to the Salvador Dali Museum when I moved down here. How, that how, was, how was your depth perception and 3D space uh, perception uh, after you came out? Uh, it's, it's, yeah, but it, it was really a high point for me. Um, and it, it's freaky because I'm walking up to all these exhibits and I'm going... Okay, look, that's the aphrodisiac jacket. I know that from a cult song. Um, that's the plastic fantastic lobster telephone. I know that from a cult song. Um, it's really funny how that stuff just repeats in culture, and you don't really realize it. That um, one of the cult albums, actually every song was based on a Salvador Dali work of art. I absolutely love his artwork. I really do. It never ceases to... to Mm-hmm. No, but I can't imagine what books would have been like if he would have authored a lot of Well, I mean, yeah, well, he, did, he did write, but not nearly enough to actually make books. Out of, but, yeah. yeah, no, he wrote for himself, and that yeah. was fucking weird enough, trust me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as I say, when you read the diaries, you're like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so what he's written down doesn't make sense most of the time. Yeah, even, I don't... Even for somebody on drugs, it doesn't make sense. I don't... <laughs> and the really weird part of that is to actually draw this into a news story because I'm not depressing people nearly enough. Um, does anybody know who Amber Lyons is? Amber Lyons was a war correspondent for CNN... And every war zone she went to, like something really horrible happened to her, and she came back and she was completely traumatized. So, okay, now, because this is a journalist, I need to ask: Did they really? Yes, yes, she really did. Um, but she couldn't get over her PTSD, so she went to this clinic in Mexico, and. At that clinic in Mexico, they give people um, LSD and stuff to try to get them past these experiences. Yeah, it's the, it's the only way to do it, actually. Yeah, for a lot of people it really is. And that technique, she actually does now reporting on the use of psychedelics as a healing mechanism for the brain because she has no she now literally has no fear of anything and she used to fear everything any loud noise she'd like lie on the ground and cry uh, it's pretty powerful stuff if you use it correctly in the right setting if you're doing it by yourself you get Salvador Dali you know that, that treatment was developed in the 60s in Canada, uh, but it all got stopped when you had the likes of Timothy Leary being stupid in the media. Uh, so, so, so LSD got made illegal and all the psychiatrists wouldn't touch it with a barge pole. Um, but it came back about 10 years ago. The, the same well, Canadian guy re-released his notes, as it were. Well, I mean, it, so. it is an actual viable treatment for people who have traumatic uh, fear. Uh, well, he he first developed it for addiction mm-hmm. and then trauma. Because, yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's one of the few people he's got 80% success rate at treating alcoholics. Yeah, well, I mean, and here's the other thing. They're taking that... There's a bunch of prisons that are taking that and trying the same sort of effect to see if they can reform some of the most violent inmates. Yeah, that's a bit more that'll that'll be scary. That'll be some interesting notes. But I mean, who who is it ethical to do this on to test this on? You know, um, I can't. I don't know. It's got to be better than the Tuskegee thing. <laughs> Which, did you see that our gov- my government is being sued for $100 million for that? Oh, good. Well, you know, I hope they the survivors actually get something this time because when they did that, they infected men, women, and children with syphilis. That's disgusting. And just because you don't do it on this soil... And just because you don't do it to our people doesn't mean you should do it at all. Yeah. Okay, so was that depressing enough for you people? <laughs> no, I, I had a conversation um, about three weeks ago, right? And somebody found out that my maiden name is Daddy. There's a song from our last album. Dreaming from the waste. Hello? Yeah, hello? Hello? 
Genie's gone Hello? quiet. Yeah. Um, but the music got really loud. All right. Uh, I, I, well, yeah, I, <laughs> I it. My, my music player ended up on a Jim Morrison monologue and interviewed him. So I didn't reckon that having that on for 35 minutes was a good idea. Um, oh, come on. Jim Morrison's great. Just yeah. not 35 minutes great, but. <laughs> uh, they were talking about uh, Germany and Hitler, and, and they found out my maiden name was Kaiser. And, you know, and I'm like, look, I said, you know, <laughs> and. Jan, you and I have talked about this when, when my son's girlfriend's teacher was, was teaching them that Hitler was just misunderstood. Oh, He's the smartest Jesus man on the planet, and I about had Christ. a fit. And, right. you know, because I am, I am the first one to admit that, you know, Hitler was, in, he was incredibly intelligent. Yes. Mm-hmm. really was. Um, there's a thin line. Yeah. Um, and, but being shot in the head and spending time in prison. Well, it wasn't good. just that, the nerve syphilis. gas. And, and getting syphilis. Um, you know, when you had a bad streak there. From your, from your uh, mistress whore and you go insane and you order the deaths of uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of people that have done absolutely nothing wrong to you. Um, you know, there is a line there. And, and he went over that line, um, and, the, and he really lost his shit. So that thin line between really smart and batshit crazy um, isn't, isn't a big stretch sometimes. Um, yeah. and, and well, there are many modern examples. Um, Sir Ronald Fiennes, I, I have great respect for, but he's fucking nuts. <laughs> well... And there is a there is a really famous um, quote that goes around in people that are proud supporters of the NRA and the right to bear arms. Um, that's supposed to be a quote from Hitler, which nobody can actually find the actual quote. But um, it doesn't take anything away from the truth that you know Hitler was really really big on taking guns away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. Oh. And he hated yeah. smoking, and he was a vegetarian, and he was yeah, religious. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> and he painted, uh-huh. you know, all these He's things. He's actually a pretty good we, painter. Yeah. yeah, you know, and the sad part is these are all things that a lot of people say are, are admirable traits. Yeah. And if you show someone one of Adolf Hitler's paintings, they will tell you how absolutely beautiful it is. Well, this is a man who killed who was a mass murderer how this do you was reconcile a man who that? due to uh, life experience had basically turned into a psychopath but they do reckon the bullet in the head had quite a lot to do with that um, well, I don't think inhaling nerve gas and mustard gas on a regular basis during World War One helped him any either just but saying. yeah the, the 303 inside his skull what can't have been done to me <laughs> Uh, good no. inside there. Because, uh, yeah, he actually had a 303 bullet in his head. They had, it, it had to be surgically removed. Uh, no. And in those you know what? Days, that, that probably means he had a bit of his brain removed at the same time. Yeah, in those days, they just kind of went in with a probe. Yeah, they just um, went in the forceps and pulled it straight out. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> so Thomas... Big chunks he, of his brain matter would have gone as well. 
Ugh. You know, Thomas, he probably was crazy from the start. I I completely agree with you. But the um, PTSD thing, yeah. He would have a traumatic stress. I'm not trying to dismiss what he did. He yeah. did horrible things. And I will tell you one thing. I think... I think it's really fucking pathetic that I see things happen in my own country that remind me of the things that happened in Germany yeah. during that time. Yeah, and Tom, Thomas I was think, right, and that's why he got shot in the head, because he was yeah. clear. Because um, they were the poor bastards who had to run around. <laughs> well, you know, um, the other thing I was going to say is I think... Germany has done a better job of protecting the reporters and the whistleblowers who are trying to inform us about how bad things really are here. And they should be applauded for that because they obviously care more about freedom than most of us do. Again, later we're going to have to play the song American Idiot. I'm not kidding. (laughs) Hey, it's 7 o'clock. Okay. um, I guess we should stop the music and invite Alex on. Okay, yeah. Um, so here comes the structured part of the show. <laughs> here comes the really depressing stuff, FDA. Pay the fuck attention. <laughs> Let's see if he answers. Hello, Alex. Hi. Hello. Okay. Um, Welcome to the KSA update for the week of 4-6-2015. Hi, Alex. What's going on? Um, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to keep my head above water here. Okay. <laughs> Again, I'm sorry. That's okay. It's not your fault. Um... I guess we should just get right into it. California, um, we have uh, issued our call to action. I think we put that out middle of last week. Yes. Um, time is all blending together at this point. <laughs> um, I have reworked this call to action a couple of different times um, okay. and have tried to come up with the most, with the cleanest, easiest to follow format. Um, and we still seem to be um, confusing people and getting some some issues or getting some feedback regarding issues. Um, so I, I will say at this time, I think that people in California are experiencing some glitches with our system. Um, it's not widespread. It's just kind of a few people here and there. Um, right. But uh, this our, our campaign is set up that uh, you are sending an email to your district's uh, representatives or senator, um, depending on the bill. And we have a little bit of a a note in here. Ordinarily, what we would like to do is set this up so that anyone in California is sending an email to the entire committee in which these bills are being heard. but the email system in California <clears throat> is set up so that you actually have to live in a representative's or senator's district in order to communicate with them. So um, all of our tools are sort of, to some extent, neutralized. <laughs> um, so we can't 
it, we can't help people send one email to the entire committee to oppose these bills. Um, and so really the only way around that is to make phone calls. Um, oh, yes. So, you know, and, and we stress this. Maybe we don't stress it enough. I, I know that a lot of a lot of people do, but right. um, we we seem to kind of settle for for sending emails, emails. Uh, because it really is you know people are, are more engaged with that. It is really a, a very easy way for people to get in touch, and you know we take a lot of care to craft a, a, a well written letter that has thoughtful talking points. Right. Um, but in this case, um, people in California should probably be making phone calls to these two committees. Um, and we have listed those phone numbers at the bottom of our call to action. Um, this is just, you lost the audio. Um, try refreshing. Hold, hold on. Oh, I can hear. Okay. <laughs> I can hear too. Okay. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. You need to call um, these people. <laughs> yes. Call um, it's it's the, the, the simplest way that I could find to do it was to just list everybody's contact information. Um, these are members of the committee, and they need to hear from you if you live in California. Um, and if you, don't want, if you don't live in California and you want to do something, here's all their phone numbers. Uh, give them a call. Um, so we have the Assembly Committee on Arts, Entertainment, Sports, Tourism, and Internet Media which right. will be hearing um, AB768. Um, that is the, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, the Tobacco-Free Baseball Act. Oh, God. Um, which was kind of funny, and I, I think I, I might have taken this a little further than the bill actually goes, but um, imagining baseball players out on the field with, you know, a tube mod chucking huge clouds. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a ridiculous thing to to write a bill to prevent. Well, um, is baseball baseball without grown ass men in something that should be considered spandex, scratching the balls and spitting? Oh crap! This is I'm sorry. This is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Barry. You have to edit we this actually, out. No, he doesn't have to edit it out. Why, why do you think people listen to this every week? And more and more of them listen. You know, but I mean, you know, if 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 they're not, you know, scratching their nether regions, there's a better way to put that. And, and <laughs> chewing tobacco is it still really baseball? I don't know it, but it it feels like mock apple pie. <laughs> That's just wrong. I'm so sorry. Is there it's such okay. a thing? Or do they make like soy-based apples? And- no, but um, during World War Two, because produce was so scarce they used to make mock apple pie out of Ritz crackers and lemon juice hmm. I'm not kidding I, I, I'm assuming it's as disgusting as it sounds <laughs> well I might eat it I, I like weird things so <laughs> um, but uh, yeah it's back to, to reel this back in <laughs> okay um, uh, this bill would prohibit the use of uh, e-cigarettes and uh, other smokeless tobacco products um, in all sports stadiums throughout the state. Um, 
And of course, that includes low-risk products like Snooze, um, which I, we have joked about several times. I would love to see somebody try to enforce a Snooze ban, um, <laughs> mandatory lip checks at the gate, I guess. Um, That's so, that would have to be a disgusting job. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, there's probably some zealot in California that would line right up to to do that. They probably got a special ceremonial set of gloves just just for that occasion. Um, so uh, anyway, that is Stanton Glantz being a germaphobe, though. He yeah, but he doesn't look like there's a germ he hasn't eaten. So <laughs> we can just go on from there. Oh, I guess. Man. Sorry, you've got to have you've got to find some humor in this stuff because it is so terribly dark and depressing and needless. Yeah, yeah, this is a pretty senseless bill, and uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it should be it should be uh, rejected. Um, so part of this update is also uh, SB one forty is still on the agenda for Wednesday. That's the eighth at one thirty p.m. And um, we'll probably have to, to dig up some of the links and put them in uh, the actual post for this uh, for this podcast. But there are people organizing um, bus rides to go to Sacramento. Uh, the, 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 the vendors are really getting behind this and trying to bring out uh, bring out the people. Um, and uh, it sounds like there should be a pretty good group showing up for this for this hearing. Um, and uh, with the SB 140 update, um, SB 24 has, I believe, received something like 53 amendments. Um, wow! So it was pulled off. It was originally scheduled to be heard this Wednesday. Uh, now it's been bumped to uh, next Wednesday. That's April the fifteenth. Same bat time, same bat <laughs> hearing room. Um, and uh, I have not seen the amendments yet. Uh, apparently, they're floating around. But uh, that is something just stellar to look forward to. Um, so uh, that is also part of our our call to action. Okay. <sighs> California, man. Yeah, California is is it's a head scratcher. Uh, are they are they really part of America? Who knows? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have to show my passport when I go there, but <laughs> just who knows? I, I'm and I'm not talking about the people. I think the people are American, but their lawmakers are just I, I don't know. Don't know what's going on with them. Okay. So yeah, that was California. Um, there were a couple of hearings today, um, which uh, it's too early to really give a follow up on, but uh, in case people are interested um, and, and it's worth following, uh, Texas uh, had SB 706, which would have brought all e liquid, not just the kind with nicotine but all e-liquid as a hazardous substance under the Texas yep. health and safety code. Um, that, uh, and, and it seems like that is sort of a extreme way to bring these products under some sort of child resistant packaging regulation. 
Um, but this, uh, kind of went an extra step further and just, well, of course there's that, that label of being a hazardous substance. Um, but there were labeling requirements involved in this and, uh, registration requirements for manufacturers, importers, wholesalers, and, uh, any retailer that happens to, uh, mix liquid in their store. Um, and I believe that would also, uh, apply to people that, um, I, you know, I, I, again, I, I don't know the e-liquid market very well, but I do assume that there is, there are brands that you can purchase sort of in bulk and then, uh, yeah. package them yourself, uh, with yeah. your stores, uh, branding on it. So yeah, that, there's even, a lot even, of distillers out there. Yeah. So even that, um, would be considered, uh, that would, that would bring you under the need to, to register. I mean, even if you're not you know, mixing your own flavors or adding or taking away nicotine, you're still kind of repackaging a bulk product. Um, and uh, then, of course, this does the kind of weird thing of granting rulemaking authority to an unelected board of health, which right. takes away any kind of public oversight. Um, so that's an interesting thing to follow. Uh, I'm sure other states will entertain moves like that. Um, Oregon had a hearing today. Um, that was uh, House Bills 2074 and 2134. Um, this was to impose a 65% wholesale tax on e-liquid and devices. Um, that's pretty straightforward, horrible tax. Um, and uh, that was at 1 o'clock Pacific today. Um so, again, just something to follow up on and see how that turned out. <sighs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. That was it. And what's on tap for this week? Um, I, I, I have not. I, I spent the week. I actually kind of took the weekend off. You um, needed to. Well, not really. You were moving dirt. That, that wasn't really a day off. I, was I moving dirt? Didn't you? Oh no, it wasn't you. Sorry, never mind. It was Aaron. No, it was Aaron Fraser. I'm sorry. There's very, you know, I, I seem to start following so many people in advocacy now that I that I mix you all up. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, it's uh, I don't I don't mind being confused with other very active people. Um, that's, that's a good uh, thing. Yeah. Um, um, it's better than being confused with being an idiot. So. <laughs> That's, that's yeah, it's thing. just, man, and you know, that just kind of speaks to just how bad this year is. I mean, we're, you know, the, the getting bill numbers and states start to run together. And now all the people are we're all just starting to <laughs> blend together. Um, yeah. uh, so uh, coming up this week, um, I believe, uh, I don't even have my list open. I'm just going to shoot from the hip here. Um the District of Columbia is looking at a tax on electronic cigarettes. Um, I forget the exact numbers, but it's a tax. Uh, and I believe I read something that they're looking to fill a $200 million gap in their city's budget. Um, I don't think they intend to get all of that from vapor products, but um, I, I think they're also uh, proposing to raise the sales tax in the district. Um, 
and it's DC. So uh, there's a new and exciting uh, legislative process that I get to learn about. Um, it doesn't function like your regular city, um, uh, especially I guess with the budget that actually goes from what I understand, I think that actually gets submitted to Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and, and I, this is new to me, so I'm interested in learning how the district works. I know I'm going to regret saying that, but, um, uh, <laughs> you're going to regret having to learn that. What do you mean? saying it? I think it's because most of the people there aren't based in any form of reality. So it stands to reason <laughs> the legislative process wouldn't be either. Oh, that's yeah. the place that wanted to pass the yoga tax. Really? Yeah, they wanted to pass a tax on being physically fit and active. Um, so they were taxing yoga studios. And when you bought jump rope, there was going to be an individual tax on jump rope, running shoes, anything that you would use or eat to keep you healthy. They slapped a punitive tax on. Yeah, and didn't they? They also passed a tax on. Um, don't they also have one on the on the books for um, anything high in sugar or calories? Because you and I uh, talked about this, Jen. That's what was so stupid. I'm like, okay, so you're fat and unhealthy. They're going to tax that. You want to get thin and healthy, and they're going to tax that. Tax that. In other words, yeah. just give us your money. Yeah. Wow. DC, <laughs> huzzah! <laughs> so yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> um, you, and- we need, you need an assistant. Well, you know, I've got, you know, I've got, I've got some, some big guns backing me up here. It's, you know, Julie and Greg are are doing quite a good deal of heavy lifting in this. So, um, I'm not, I know you're not not, alone, but it's still, (sighs) yeah, (laughs) It, it is. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. I think it is actually slightly more than, than we had, than anybody had really anticipated. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, we're, we do have some good help. So, uh, we're, we're, we're keeping on top of it. Um, moving right along. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to open up my list here because I know that there are two bills in Louisiana. Um, actually, what, what do I need to update here? Um, Oh, this is one that I haven't quite worked out yet, and there was a hearing today, um, and it's it's a it's a new one that we haven't really, as far as I know, that we haven't really jumped on before. Um, okay. It's Washington SB sixty ninety six. It would impose a one hundred dollar a month surcharge on health plans for school employees or any of their dependents who use tobacco products. And in this bill, they define tobacco products to include electronic cigarettes. Um, And since it's, you know, a state employee type of thing, it's, it's actually, I think a little difficult for consumers to get in on that. Um, And, and this is something that that this was introduced last week. So it's not, you know, Mm -hmm. terribly far along in the process. Um, and this, this is its first hearing. Uh, it went to Ways and Means, which I'm sure is more financial considerations. Um, but uh, yeah, it was kind of buried in there. Um, if you weren't looking, you would have missed it. And that's I just saw it this weekend. Um, but uh, 
yeah, that's just, I just wanted to bring it up. We, we haven't quite settled on, on what we are actually able to do about it. Um, but anybody in Washington, any of the advocates out there, um, and I'm sure, of course, any, uh, any school teachers in Washington, uh, who use these products to not smoke, uh, would, would, would do well to pay attention to this and, uh, perhaps, perhaps get on the, get on the horn to your, your lawmakers. Um, what else is happening in Delaware? Uh, I know that the Delaware indoor, uh, use ban moved out of committee and that got a vote of seven, it was like seven to one. It was like one person for the bill and seven people uh, voted on its merits, uh, which from what I understand means they're willing to keep the conversation going about HB5 uh, and, and sort of, it, it's almost, it, I think it's the uh, legislative equivalent to meh. I, I, I don't, it's a, it's a new one for me. So, um, it wasn't unfavorable. It wasn't favorable. It's kind of, let's roll the dice and see what happens. Um, so HP five is still alive. Um, and Delaware advocates should continue to monitor that and take action. Um, I don't know if there's a substantial update that we need to issue for that, but, um, we are keeping tabs on it. Um, so before I went down that rabbit hole, um, (laughs) um, there are two bills in Louisiana that got introduced last week, I believe. Um, one is house bill 427. Uh, it raises the tax on smokeless tobacco from 20 to 40%. And enacts a five cent per milliliter tax on nicotine liquid solution. Um, that has not been scheduled for a hearing yet, but that is on the radar. Um, and then HB 349. Um, I'm going to have to look into that, uh, it, but I think that this is something that would be a companion to any tax bill, um, because it mentions stamping agents. Um, and, uh, I believe it alters the definition of vapor product. So Louisiana already has a definition of vapor product. Um, right. this just changes it a little bit. Um, and that's that. I just wanted to mention that okay. uh, so that people can pay attention. Um, but, uh, yeah, no word on, I believe we will be putting something out for Louisiana this week. Okay. As it stands right now, all I'm planning to do is Louisiana and Washington, D.C. <laughs> okay. Um, if if you need something from me, just tag me in Skype. There are a fistful of local alerts that came through okay. over the past couple of days. Okay. Um, a lot of this is going to be last minute stuff. I don't know how effective we're going to be able to be. Um, okay. But uh, I'm, I'm looking at three or four in California. Oh God. Um, okay. Yes. Four. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put all that stuff up there and, uh, and we'll see okay. what we can crank out. Okay, I'll uh, just go down the list in order of 
date. <laughs> we're, still, we're still asking, or you are, um, everybody's still asking people to submit their testimonials to CASA and their comments to the FDA, too, correct? Yes. Yes, please. And, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the uh, FDA comment uh, period has been extended to uh, June, I believe. Is it June 15th? And so. uh, that will be for all three workshops. Lovely. It's, um, well, yeah, there are, there are other things they've done that need commenting on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, f- you should tell them how you feel uh, nicely. But you, you should definitely let them know. Because um, where they really miss out on this is by just dismissing the consumer. That's that's where they're really only getting a broad biased look at things. And this is your chance to tell them what they're missing. Yeah, uh, yeah, like we we like we've said and, and this was really and you know Carl was the one that that kind of dreamt this particular call to action up was that there is an extraordinary knowledge base out there amongst the consumers uh, and, and anybody who, who feels that they are an expert with these devices should absolutely submit some sort of assessment of yeah. how you use these products. What, I mean, even if you want to talk about your favorite mod and how you build a coil, um, that is certainly more expert than some of the, the presentations that they've heard so far. Yeah, and I think it's really important for people to understand that to to claim that you're an expert does not necessarily mean that you're an expert. We are just illustrating that we as end users know far more about this product than what the FDA is considering, and air quotes inserted, experts. (laughs) Of course. I mean, these are people who watch YouTube videos and, and, you know, write papers about them. Yeah, they need to, they need to understand that what they're considering experts um, and judge themselves against that because most end users that I know um, are far greater experts than what the FDA is accepting testimony from. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Well, I mean, just because there's a lot of people out there that are like, well, I'm not an expert at anything. Um, well, you are. Um, you really are. Compared to the people that they're listening to, you are an expert. That is very true. Um, so, yeah, submit your testimonials, I guess, to testimonials at kasad.org. Uh, we are, actually, we are, we are Kasa on Facebook, which is the member group. And we are the official CASA Facebook page on, on Facebook. Um, we are CASA Media on Google+. CASA Media on Twitter. I, I don't even know if we're CASA Media on YouTube. But we're definitely CASA Media on SoundCloud. Um, so come, come down and talk to us. And um, please join us at kasad.org. Please sign up and join us so that when something happens, we can help you beat back government over-regulation. 
of the products that you're using. That's what we're here for. Is that it this evening, Alex? For now. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it for this 10 minutes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go make some coffee and uh, try and knock some of this stuff out. So. Okay. Um, send, me, send me a list. And when I get done, I'll, I'll delve into the wonderful world of California legislation. Awesome. Yay. Sounds like a fun night, doesn't it? Yeah. Every <laughs> night is a party. yeah um thank you alex for everything you do and and julie and greg and and everyone who's doing this Uh, thank you for everything you do um and thank you all for listening we'll see you next week thanks good night night So can can you see why I needed to take a little bit of a break? Oh yeah, I am not going to talk anymore during them fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I, I what mute she's... my microphone usually. <laughs> you can't help but come back with something. Oh my! You, you can't because the stuff is so insane. Um, I'm so sorry, Jared. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. It it needs those moments of levity it does i mean this is really heavy stuff so um to talk about it if you can't have some humor uh you're just going to be crying and uh, there's there's no crying in baseball vaping or (laughs) advocacy i guess (laughs) (laughs) well to be perfectly honest you know i'd much rather much rather they ban scratching your balls on national television (laughs) than 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 vaping, but or you know any kind of tobacco use, but hey, that's just me. Yeah. Um. So, have we decided whether we want to do that segment from last week tonight? Yes. Yet, do we want to play that now? Yes. Okay. When we're done, I'm I'm going to give Barry the link for the American Idiot song, so he I can actually play. Excellent. Even better. Yay! You need to hear this. So, uh, the YouTube video is it you want? Please? Yes, please. Okay. Please. Thank you. Is that last week I went to Russia to speak to Edward Snowden, and this is what happened. Yes, last week I spent 48 paranoid hours in Moscow, arguably the last place on earth where you can find an overweight Joseph Stalin impersonator arguing with an unconvincing fake Lenin. And after experiencing Russia's famously warm hospitality, I went to meet Edward Snowden, who was supposed to show up in this room at noon. However, at five minutes after the interview was scheduled to begin, I had a troubling thought. I don't know. You think he's coming? Because my argument is, why would he, when you think about it? I've got 2,000 rubles that says he doesn't make it without understanding how much that is. All I'm saying is, a 10-hour flight for an empty chair, I'm going to lose my shit. It turns out it may be a bit of a problem because our Russian producer 
booked us in a room directly overlooking the old KGB building and the home of the current Federal Security Bureau. And we've just been told they know we're here. So, um, <clears throat> so that happened. Um, just if, uh, if the Russian, Russian KGB is listening, ring the fire alarm if he's not coming. <laughs> oh, shit. So sorry for the delay. Fine. Holy shit! He actually came. Edward fucking Snowden, the most famous hero and/or traitor in recent American history. And I started with a question designed to test his loyalties. How much do you miss America? You know, my country is something that travels with me. You know. It's not just a geography. Well, that's already a way too complicated answer. The answer is, I miss it a lot. It's the greatest country in the world. I do miss my country. I do miss my home. I do miss my family. Do you miss Hot Pockets? Yes. I miss Hot Pockets very much. Okay. Um, the entire state of Florida. <laughs> Let's just let that silence hang in the air. Um, truck nuts. Do you miss truck nuts? I don't know what they are. Lucky for you, Edward. <clears throat> Not just truck nuts, Stars and Stripes truck nuts. That is two balls of liberty in a freedom sack. You really thought ahead. Well, at least one of us did. You know, because of the, um, the quandary, the Kafkaesque nightmare that you're, you're in. Okay, let's dive in. Why did you do this? The NSA has the greatest surveillance capabilities uh, that we've ever seen in history. Now, what they will argue is that they don't uh, use this for nefarious purposes uh, against American citizens. Uh, in some ways, that's true. But the real problem is that they're using these capabilities to make us vulnerable to them and then saying, while I have a gun pointed at your head, I'm not going to pull the trigger. Trust me. So what's the NSA you want look like? Because you applied for a job at the NSA. Right. So you clearly see an inherent value in that shadowy organization. I worked with mass surveillance systems uh, against uh, Chinese hackers. I saw that you know, these things do have some purpose. They and you want your spies to be good at spying. To be fair. Right. What you don't want is you don't want them spying inside their own country. Spies are great when they're on our side, but we can never forget that they're incredibly powerful and incredibly dangerous. And if they're off the leash, they can end up coming after us. But just to be clear, we're talking about two different things here. Domestic surveillance and foreign surveillance. Right. Because domestic surveillance, Americans give some of a shit about. Foreign surveillance... They don't give any remote shit about. Well, the second question is, when we talk about foreign surveillance, uh, are we applying it in ways that are beneficial? I, no one cares. In no terms one, to the no cause. They don't give a shit. We spied on UNICEF, the Children's Fund. Sure. We spied on lawyers negotiating... Uh, what was UNICEF doing? I mean, that's the question there, isn't it? 
The question is, are these programs valuable? Are we going to be safer when we're spying on UNICEF and lawyers who are talking about the price of shrimp and clove cigarettes? I don't think people will say that's good. I think they'll say, I definitely don't care. Americans do not give a shit I think you're right. about foreign survivors. What some people do care about is whether Snowden considered the adverse consequences of leaking so much information at once. How many of those documents have you actually read? Uh, I've evaluated all the documents that are in the archive. You've read every single one? Well, I do understand what I turned over. But there's a difference between understanding what's in the documents and reading what's in the documents. I recognize the concern. Right, because when... When you're handing over thousands of NSA documents, the last thing you want to do is read them. I think it's fair to be concerned about, did this person do enough? Were they careful enough? Especially when thorough? you're handling material like we know you're handling. Well, in my defense, I'm not handling anything anymore. That's been passed to the journalists, and they're uh, using extraordinary security measures to make sure that this is reported in the most responsible way. But those are journalists with a lower technical skill set than you. That's true, but they do understand, just like you and I do, just how important it is to get this right. So the, so the New York Times took a slide, didn't redact it properly, and in the end it was possible for people to see that something was being used in Mosul on Al-Qaeda. That is a problem. Well, that's a fuck-up. It is a fuck-up, and these things do happen in reporting. In journalism, we have to accept that some mistakes will be made. This is an, a fundamental concept of liberty. Right, but you have to own that, then. You're giving documents with information you know could be harmful, which could get out there. Yes. If people act in bad faith... You're not even talking about bad faith. You're talking about incompetence. We are, but you will never be completely free from risk if you're free. The only time you can be free from risk is when you're in prison. While the risks were significant, Snowden himself has made it clear he feels the rewards have been worth it. You said in your letter to Brazil, I was motivated by a belief that the citizens of the world deserve to understand the system in which they live. My greatest fear was that no one would listen to my warning. Never have I been so glad to have been so wrong. How did that feel? I was initially terrified that this was going to be a three-day story. Everybody was going to forget about it. But when I saw that everybody around the world said, whoa, this is a problem. We have to do something about this. Uh, it felt like vindication. Even in America? Even in America. And I think we're seeing something amazing, which is if you ask the American people to make tough decisions to confront uh, tough issues, to think about hard problems, and they'll actually surprise you. Okay, here's the problem. I did ask some Americans, and boy, did it surprise me. I have no idea who Edward Snowden is. You've never heard of Edward Snowden? No. I have no, no idea who Edward Snowden is. I've heard the name. Uh -huh. I just can't picture, think right now exactly yeah. what it is. Well, he's um, he sold some information to people. <laughs> he revealed some information that uh, shouldn't have been revealed. Uh, Edward Snowden revealed a lot of documents through WikiLeaks. Uh, Edward Snowden revealed a bunch of secrets, I guess, or information into Wiki WikiLeaks. Edward Snowden leaked. Uh, he's in charge of WikiLeaks.
I'm in charge of WikiLeaks. Not ideal. I guess on the plus side, you might be able to go home because it seems like no one knows who the fuck you are or what the fuck you do. We can't expect everybody to be uniformly informed. So did you do this to solve a problem? I did this to give the American people a chance to decide for themselves the kind of government they want to have. That is a conversation that I think the, the American people deserve to decide. Oh, there's no doubt it is a critical conversation, but is it a conversation that we have the capacity to have? Because it's so complicated, we don't fundamentally understand it. It is a challenging conversation. I mean, it's difficult for most people to even conceptualize. The problem is the Internet is massively complex and so much of it is invisible. Uh, service providers, technicians, engineers, the phone number... Okay, let, 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 let me stop you right there, Edward, because this is the whole problem. Right. This is the whole problem. I just, I glaze over because it's like the IT guy comes into your office and you go, Oh, shit. In fairness... Oh, shit. Don't teach me anything. I don't want to learn. You smell like canned soup. It's a real challenge to figure out how do we communicate things that require sort of years and years of, of technical understanding and compress that into seconds of speech. Uh, so I'm sympathetic to the problem there. But the thing is, everything you did only matters if we have this conversation properly. So let me help you out there. You mentioned in an interview that the NSA was passing around naked photos of people. Yeah, this is something where it's, uh, it's not actually seen as a big deal in the culture of NSA uh, because you see naked pictures all of the time. That terrifies people. Because when we ask people about that, this is the response you get. The government should not be able to look at dick pictures. If the government was looking at a picture of Gordon's penis, I definitely feel it would be an invasion of my privacy. Uh, yeah, if the government was looking at pictures of my penis, that would upset me. They should never, ever, the U.S. government, have a picture of my dick. If my husband sent me a picture of his penis and the government could access it, I, w I would want that program to be shut down. I would want the dick pic program changed. I would also want the dick pic program changed. I think it would be terrific if the program could change. I would want it to be tweaked. I would want it to have have clear and transparent laws that, that we knew about um, and that were communicated to us uh, to understand what they were being used for or why they were being kept. Do you think that program exists? I don't. I don't think that program exists at all. <laughs> no. 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 If I had knowledge that the U.S. government had a picture of my dick, I would be very pissed off. Well, the good news is there's no program named the dick pic program. The bad news is they are still collecting everybody's information, including your dick pics. What's the over-under on that last guy having sent a dick pic recently? You don't need to guess. I'll show you. I did. I did take a picture of my dick, and I sent it to a girl recently. But this is the most visible line in the sand for people. Can they see my dick? <laughs> so, with that in mind, look inside that folder. That is a picture of my dick. So let's go through each NSA program, 
and explain to me its capabilities in regards to that photograph of my penis. So, 702 surveillance, can they see my dick? Yes. The uh, FISA Amendments Act of 2008, uh, which Section 702 falls under, uh, allows the bulk collection of internet communications that are one end foreign. Bulk collection, now we're talking about my dick. You get it. It's not what I expected. You get it, all right. I do. Right, because it's. Yeah, because it's. Yeah, anyway. So if you have your email somewhere like Gmail, hosted on server overseas or transferred overseas or at any time crosses outside the borders of the United States, your junk ends up in the database. So it doesn't, it doesn't have to be sending your dick to a German? Uh, no. Even if you send it to somebody within the United States, your wholly domestic communication between you and your wife can go from New York to London and back and get caught up in the database. Executive Order 1233, uh, dick or no dick? Uh, yes. EO-12333 is what the NSA uses when the other authorities aren't aggressive enough or they're not catching as much as they'd like. For example... Okay, so how, how are they going to see my dick? I'm only concerned about my penis. When you send your junk mm -hmm. uh, through Gmail, for example, yeah. that's stored on Google's servers. Google moves data from data center to data center, invisibly to you without your knowledge, your data could be moved outside the borders of the United States oh, no. temporarily. When your junk was passed by Gmail, the NSA caught a copy of that. Prism. Prism is how they pull your junk out of Google with Google's involvement. All of the different Prism partners, people like Yahoo, Facebook, Google, the government deputizes them to be uh, sort of their little surveillance sheriff. They're a dick sheriff. Correct. Um, upstream. Upstream is how they snatch your junk as it transits the internet. Okay, mystic. If you're describing your junk on the phone, yes. But do they have the content of that junk call or just the duration of it? Uh, they have the content as well, but only for a few countries. If you are on vacation in the Bahamas, yes. And finally, and you need to remind yourself, <laughs> no, I'm just not sure what to do with this. It's uh, just, a lot of, just hold on to it. It's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, it is a lot of responsibility. That's the whole point. Should I? No, you should absolutely not. And it's unbelievable that you would do that. Uh, actually, it's entirely believable. Uh, 215 metadata. No. Yeah. But, come on, Ed. They can probably tell who you're sharing your junk pictures with because they're seeing who you're texting with, who you're calling. If you called a penis enlargement center at three in the morning and that call lasted 90 minutes? They would have a record of your phone number calling that phone number, which is a penis enlargement center. They would say they don't know it's a penis enlargement center, but of course they can look it up. Edward, if the American people understood this, they would be absolutely horrified. I guess I never thought about putting it in the the context of your junk. Would a good takeaway from this be, until such time as we've sorted all of this out, just don't take pictures of your dick. Just don't do it anymore. No, if, if we do that, if we... Wait, hold on. What are you saying? No? Yeah. You should keep taking pictures of your dick. Yes, you shouldn't change your behavior because a government agency somewhere is doing the wrong thing.
If we sacrifice our values because we're afraid, we don't care about those values very much. That is a pretty inspiring answer to the question, hey, why did you just send me a picture of your dick? <laughs> because I love America, that's why. So there you have it, America. All of us should now be equipped to have this vital debate. Because by June 1st, it is imperative we have a rational, adult conversation about whether our safety is worth living in a country of barely regulated, government-sanctioned dick sheriffs. And with my work here done, there was just time to take care of one more thing. Finally, congratulations on Citizens 4. Uh, winning the Oscar. I know you couldn't be at the ceremony for obvious reasons, so... Huh? Wow. I thought we'd celebrate ourselves. Cheers. Wow. That's, okay. uh, <laughs> that's really, really something. Thank you. You're welcome. What's the over-under on me getting back home safely? Well, if you weren't on the list before, you are now. <laughs> is that like, um... Is that like a... Is that like a joke or is that actually possible no it's it's a, it's a real thing you're associated now okay just to be clear nsa i never met this guy so take me off your fucking list because i do not want to get stuck in russia is the last week i went to russia to speak that's the context you have to put that in for people to grasp it Yes. <laughs> so, so there you go. This is why I miss people. This is why people don't get it. Jeannie? Yeah. Jeannie what? <laughs> so, I'm not sending dick pics, Jan. Really, I'm not. <laughs> I didn't say you were. I just said... Um, well, you said that, like, you know, this, this really relates to you, Jeannie. What's your opinion? Uh, I'm not sending dick pics. Well, I know you're not. But, <laughs> I mean, let me ask you something. How do you feel that the conversation has to be taken down to that level? Well, it's rather sad. But with no child left behind, this was <laughs> inevitable. That just felt appropriate. Um, so, Yeah. Even when I don't do any work for a show, it still seems to uh, come around being really serious. That was not my intention. <laughs> but there you go. Well, yes. But you got the whole dick pics thing in, so... I, well... <laughs> I... I thought it was a really good illustration for yes. maybe why I know why what this show does isn't extremely popular. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. Mr. Oliver has an uh, he has a, knack. a different way with words. He does. He's very good at getting the message out there to people who wouldn't otherwise get it. So, you know. <laughs> and that's the guy that's replacing John Stewart, correct? No. No, nope. it's a uh, South African comedian that's replacing Charles Stewart. No, I was, but saying, he... uh, I was saying to John earlier, yeah, all, all the US satirical shows seem to be getting foreigners in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, you um, bastards. Well, I don't even know if it's that. I, I think it's even the satirical shows are touching on 
we have real problems and real deficits in truth and media in this country and and unfortunately your satirical shows are having to pick up on that yeah that's ridiculous actually but yeah um i guess the best way to explain mass surveillance to people is the dick pic explanation yeah because i I used to watch john oliver quite a bit yeah he disappeared off our tv took me ages to figure out he'd moved to america (laughs) (laughs) well i can remember when he was on john stewart's show yeah yeah he just used to be a a, a contributor yeah yeah he filled in and then something happened and boom he right into the stratosphere really famous guy so you know i i think his show is really good it's really sad well so he 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 cut his teeth on the british circle comic scene so yeah yeah oh um diane feinstein's a fucking bitch (laughs) and and she's and she's a moron so the fbi uncovered one of its big deep plots where they did what they do and they they created a terrorist cell you know like the way they do Uh, and they gave the people involved in this cell a lot of information on how to make bombs and how to do this and how to do that. These people never get this information off the internet. They get it directly from the FBI agents who, <laughs> you know, basically entrap people who are real radicals. Yeah. Um, so Diane, the fuckwit Feinstein, goes, well, these, these people got information from the anarchist cookbook and that needs to be removed from the internet. Well, no, it, well, if you wanted a perfectly safe world, yes, it does. But no, it doesn't. The problem is, it's like she doesn't understand how the internet works. Um, it's like you can't take it off, you stupid woman. Uh, it's yeah. out there. Yeah. yeah. It's not well, in one it is, place. It's not like no. going in the library and taking the book off the <laughs> shelf. Oh, she's one of those people that would be happy to burn books, and I, I don't, I don't understand. How does she keep getting elected? If they believe what the media, what the news tells them, because the news never <laughs> lies. Right. Well, and, so, until it's caught lying, and then it apologizes <laughs> and says, I'll never do it again. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't really in a helicopter crash. <laughs> mm. The best things that came out of that were does anybody remember when Hillary Clinton went to Sunia? You probably yeah. don't. I was young. Okay. About five years ago, Ms. Clinton is standing up on stage, and there's there's video of this, and unfortunately, my memory is fucking long. Can't, can I've never done drugs. I've been... <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can call her whatever you like. Um, so she stands up, and she talks about the time she and Chelsea went to Sunia, and they were under fire when they got off the plane. Uh, the unfortunate part of that is I remember the media coverage of them getting off the plane. I'm like, really? What is wrong with these people? They need to tell these stories that make themselves look big and important. If you're really in it for the people, you don't do that. You don't give a crap about you. Really, 
Yeah. It's about I mean, other people and not about your image. One of the infamous British war correspondents is a woman called Kate Aidy. And, yeah, every, every war zone, you'd have her standing in front of explosions, bullets flying all over the place, calmly doing a report. And she never was coming back and going, I was shot at. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a Black Hawk helicopter and it went down. Yeah. Well, you know... There's a difference between, I think, reporters that do it because they love it and then what we've got now. And it's sort of a fusion between entertainment and media. Yeah. I don't... Uh, well, luckily, the UK, we still have some of the, the journalists that are in it for the right reasons. Uh, Less so in the newspapers, weirdly. Uh, the BBC <laughs> Your newspapers are unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, let's just make shit up. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not just the let's just make shit up. Don't you have a newspaper over there where it's like page five is near naked people? No, no, it's the sun. Page three oh. is top, uh, topless models. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, I bet that newspaper's still selling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, construction like workers love that uh, particular uh, <laughs> newspaper. So they, they just buy it just for that, I'm supposing. Well, that and the, the sports results, you know, that's about it. Because <laughs> it's the usual these days, it's all full of celebrity gossip. Well, and Ad- that's... Adverts for weight loss programs and stuff. I really wonder what it's going to be what sort of media we're going to have in 10 years. Yeah. Because right now, we've got Google futzing with search engine results, okay? Yes. And I, I'm really surprised that people aren't more concerned with that, especially vapors, because this is how we get the truth out. We use the internet. We can't use the regular media. They want nothing to do with us. They want to go completely with the anti-side and yet you've got Google saying, well, we're going to be the arbiter of truth. Yes. Well, how the hell are you the arbiter of truth? Wait, why do you... Dis- what gives you the right to decide what's true and what's well, it's, not? It's not just uh, Google. Uh, Facebook's think, doing it. People think Twitter is far more open than it actually is. Mm-mm. Uh, people have no idea that there's a thing called corporate accounts on Twitter. Yes. Or right. they can just delete any post they don't like that shows up on their stream. Mm-hmm. And it's anonymous. Once it's gone, it's gone. So you can be posting the greatest reply possible to one of the aunties, and if he's got a corporate account, you can delete it, and there's no trace of it left. Yeah. Hence why doing screenshots has quite become quite common amongst the vaping advocates. <laughs> you know, but it. this is sad. You know, the internet was this big complex thing, you know, that was basically supposed to be free, was supposed to give everybody an equal footing, uh, a way to communicate with each other and learn things and share things. And now it's becoming just sort of like everything else, where if you have enough money, enough power, enough influence, you get to decide what the message is. Yeah. That's wrong. I have a problem. Some of the, some of the, some of the groups have been quite funny when they've been caught. They'll 
the WHO mm. and the run up to the TPD started putting out all those junk tweets mm-hmm. and got lots of uh, responses from vapors, which they deleted. Right. Uh, <laughs> and they're caught doing it, so all, all everybody's tweets started reappearing. <laughs> so, do you think we're that stupid? <laughs> you know, so it's like you're no, deleting all anybody who criticizes you. No, we're not. Quick, put them you know, back. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's disconcerting because I know for people who vape, you know what the truth is. To suddenly be told you no longer have a voice. Doesn't that make you feel something? Doesn't that make you care about any of this? Well, yeah. That's it. But, <laughs> yeah, people just don't care enough these days. It's uh, it's bad. Well, they do care, just not about anything except all the media spin crap with celebrities. People's but that's brains because have melted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that. I mean, I think you've got. I think at least with vapors, I notice there's a lot. There's a larger portion of people who grasp the big picture. Yeah. You now, and and the big picture is that all of this, everything we talk about every week with privacy and the internet and what the government's doing and what they're doing to vaping. All that stuff is connected and related. Yeah. Well, one of the most, one of the most hilarious things you can see on Twitter these days mm-hmm. is when an aunt accuses Fergus Mason of being AstroTurf. Fergus. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah, Fergus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he, he... <laughs> Genie, Genie, he's somebody that makes you sound like you don't swear much. He does make Genie sound like a school marm. Yeah. I like uh, that guy. <laughs> but he, he's, a, he's an ex-soldier, so yeah. He, he uses very direct language. So when he gets accused of being working for tobacco companies and stuff like that, he tends to get very aggressive quite quickly. <laughs> so I should make my husband listen to this guy because my husband has taken it upon himself recently to ask me if I think I swear enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. This, this fucking guy's been married to me for 20 years. Uh, have you showed him the Peter Capaldi video? <laughs> 20 fucking years this man has been with me. <laughs> Maybe his brain's reached the limit of the amount of times it can hear you know, certain <laughs> words. Could happen, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, I'm Scottish. I don't think we've got limits on the amount of swears we can hear before we get bored. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's the, the, one of the funniest guys I ever worked with was uh, we had a manager and he was brought up on a farm. Uh, so his language was very ripe uh, <laughs> he did end up in court because uh, an employee had left and then sued the company because she felt intimidated by his language <laughs> I, I'll, I'll give you an example right? this is him coming I'd be finishing night shift the head receptionist will have just been coming on duty so we're doing the handover and he'd be the manager coming on duty so he'd come wandering into the office 
turn to the head receptionist and go, Hiya, you bitch, how you doing? And that was his good morning. Right. It's just, he grew up on a farm. Everybody swore. You know, it was like it. Uh, but yeah, he, he calmed it down a lot after the court case. I... He was a really, really, he was a really friendly guy and a brilliant manager. He just swore all the time. Some people do. I mean, I, um, no, I do. (laughs) In real life, I curse way more than I do on air. Oh, I started doing Um, VTTV and God, I kept, when I was editing (laughs) the videos, I kept missing swears. I'm like, what? You missed a swear word. Fuck. No, you've done it again. Oh, no, no. Ah. Well, that's right, because you have laws about that sort of thing there. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. also um, VTTV put their stuff onto YouTube. So, yeah, it doesn't like swearing. Well, YouTube, YouTube has some issues. Yeah. <laughs> well, that and just about everything you put on these days seems to get copyright strikes. You know, I um. That's the latest Nigerian scam, folks. If you do YouTube videos, if you have any sort of music on your YouTube video, some Nigerian will claim it's his copyright <laughs> music uh, to try and get you to pay him. <laughs> you know, it's just. I think it's kind of. It's kind of funny, really. Now. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, the whole uh, getting our information out there, it's. Luckily, we're much more savvy at social media than. Well, our we are. And, are so. Well, right, but. Even with all s- the money they're spending on it. Well, that is absolutely true. And that's the important thing. But it's also. It also means that a good chunk of truth is sitting out there unnoticed because it's buried on page six or seven of Google. Yeah. I don't... Well, that's, that's why, you know, if you're on Twitter, retweet mm-hmm. all the stuff when you see it. Mm-hmm. Facebook, same. Yeah. Share any pro yeah. e stuff you can see. Mm-hmm. It's just every yeah. time you see it. I mean, yeah, it's annoying. Uh... But it's the only it's way how, to make sure things go up the ratings. Yeah. yeah, and unfortunately, we're going to have to do that now more. Yeah. Because that that's just going to be gone. Well, yes, like uh, California Public Health, having to spend an extra $7 million to pump well, <laughs> blowing California, smoke up the, up the Google chart. <laughs> California Public Health should be shot. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't... When did public health become a propaganda machine? And I, I know when it did. Years ago. Yeah. I know exactly when it did. Um, there's a book called Rampant Anti-Smoking Signifies Grave Danger. Yeah. And I believe it's chapter three that talks about the WHO conference where they decided the way they were going to convince everybody who smoked and everyone on the planet that 
smoking was bad and evil and, and, you know, everything was to spread the message that smoking was killing babies. And they pretty much decided on that as their goal at one of the conferences. And, and the man who wrote this book, he's an Australian smoker, goes and he gets all this information and he's got the notes from the who God knows how he got them. Like the, the, the dictation, you know, when they have the, Oh, Julie stenographer. stenographer. He, he got copies of that and that's actually in the book. And it's a terrifying read because they've banged that into our head so much that we stopped fighting. Well, yeah, I mean, the right. I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be blatantly honest here. Okay. Secondhand smoke is a problem. It's just not as big a problem as they made it. Right? I don't even Secondhand know. Secondhand smoke a... can be dangerous. It's an annoyance. But thing. with the right, near as toxic as they go on about. Yeah. No, but I mean, if you have the right air filter. It's not a problem. It yeah, can um, go on in up, public. And, growing yeah. up, my parents smoked. But yeah, my dad had bought a, a, a desktop air filter. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, see cleaning the filter out on that. <laughs> right. I mean, Three don't get me wrong. soaking it in cleaning fluid and watching all this brown crap come out of the filter. You're like, ooh. <laughs> right. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is something that comes from cigarette smoke. Yeah. Okay. And that's tar. Yes. That, that tar is a problem. But what about pollution? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, well, the whole thing in with the universities of California and uh, mm-hmm. certain scientists who was pointing out <laughs> that diesel fumes were more of a problem than... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean the scientists who get fired for that stuff? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you the don't have to worry about smoke, but <laughs> car pollution, Yeah. Yeah. You know, and my favorite thing is when, I mean, now when I'm looking at this vaping legislation, and I'm looking at a lot of it, and this shit is Orwellian, yeah. because of what they, they've decided vaping is smoking. They're going to call it smoking. They're going to compare it yeah, to smoking. It's smoking. Deliberately, and, every single mm-hmm. article, radio show, TV clip, they're they'll doing always it call it purpose. smoking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're doing it on purpose to make that draw that association in your mind. But this legislation is oh god, it's so bad. Yeah. I mean, not that any of the anti-smoking legislation has ever been good. That stuff's pretty horrific too. Yeah. And I think they're trying to run a marathon race with what they're doing now. They're trying to do to us in five years what they did to smokers in like 35 years. Yeah. Um, they just picked the wrong group of people to do it to this time, I think. Yeah, they've, they've, uh, they've taken it too far now. That's, the, that's it, yeah. 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 They constantly try to discredit us and say that, you know, we're all a bunch of big tobacco shills. Yeah. You know, I think that's the thing that... that drives me really crazy. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to have some paychecks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, uh, everybody wants to know where the money is. 
Well, it was when those nuts were going on about the, the, the uh, not blowing smoke thing. Oh, yeah. it was a billion dollars. <laughs> we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the worldwide sales in the last year were only 2.4 billion. Where do you think <laughs> billion came from? <laughs> Fucking nutcases. Well, they're all out of their damn minds. I mean, I really think that what the anti-smoking movement did is it gave people who wanted someone to hate it gave them a target it gave them an excuse and it let them feel self-righteous public health departments a reason for existing because in the western world most of the communicable diseases are now well under control so all the epidemiologists and public health people want to find something else to do well, you know what? But there is still a call for real epidemiology. I mean, you really need that in places like the third world. Yeah, but none of them want to go work there. But why not? It's necessary. Those are the people who need because that it's help. it's hot and you can catch this communicable disease. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, speaking of... You want to see some, And you probably don't, but... Um, yeah, I just, I thought, want to see something awful? <laughs> I know no one does, but um, yeah, if you're in the chat, you're getting this. <laughs> Sorry. Um, there's a link you're going to want to, well, you won't want to, but this is what the World Health Organization thinks a smoker's body looks. Oh, that thing. Oh, God, that's been around Isn't while. that... No, this is oh, brand this is new. new. They re oh, right. they redid the horrible art project. It's oh, in there. Right. I'm like, holy crap! You know, with all the people in the third world dying of these horrific diseases, you've got people dying of dengue fever, of of Lassa fever, of Ebola, uh, of AIDS, and the, this is what they're spending their money and time doing. And it's a third-rate art project, and it sucks. Did you find the link in the story? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that that's like the worst thing I've ever seen? I, a, a three-year-old child wouldn't have done that. Oh, the black lungs. Oh, yeah. Well, we know black lungs are a lie. Yeah. Well, all right. Reasonable people who understand science. So yeah, that's pretty bad. They did a really crappy job with this. And I'm really offended by it because, you know, they've got all this money from your government and my government and everybody's government to go and help these people in the third world. And this is what they're doing with it. They're dicking around with Photoshop and they probably paid somebody a couple million dollars for that. Money well used, right? Yeah. Seems to have an awful lot of thumbs. I know. It's 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 truly bad. I mean, it, it's even as like scare artwork. It's pretty bad. So yeah, I don't find it disturbing at all. But then I did your one nursing I, training, so yeah. I don't think it's disturbing. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, this is how they're Couldn't using. They got their Clive Barker to do something. Yeah, <laughs> He'd have done a much Maybe. better job. Well, his art is freaking terrifying. 
so yeah he probably could have done, done a way better job so i well, don't I know mean, he he he, he created the cenobites so yeah <laughs> yeah that's oh hey it says rain may hit southern california tuesday wow how many years has it been uh don't even know five years <laughs> i think maybe since yeah, my, they've had rain my flatmate in the last week was looking at some of the latest pictures of the um the, the reservoir it's, it's really bad there and and yeah. you know everybody says well you know everybody uses too much water in the shower and we're gonna find you if you use too much water guess what what do you think uses the most water in California? If you were to make a guess. Golf courses. No. Jeannie, hmm? guess. I have no idea. Almond growing. Oh, yeah, I did know the almonds used a lot. Uh, grapes do as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I knew that because, I mean, they have, there are literally convoys full of semis um, covered in beehives that go out there every year to pollinate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's but yeah, one point one. Let's take the most water-intensive crops and grow them in arid conditions. Yay! What a brilliant idea! Yeah, I say that I, to my flatmate when he was going on about the water, and I'm like, the sad thing is, is they've got beautiful soil and really wet conditions in Northern California. Yeah, but it's all hilly, so they can't be bothered farming there. <laughs> they want the big flat areas in Southern California that have no freaking water. <laughs> well, you know, and they're starting to build desalinization plants there. Yeah, you know, only about is, 30 years too late. But yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's fine. Um, but you've got to realize how much more money it's going to cost you for desalinized water. Yeah. I do I hope mean, they're being smart enough to make them solar powered. You know, uh, there was an article on the news today about how they did a study out there. And, of course, the rich people are using um, 25% more water than everybody else. <laughs> of course they are. And, but they haven't, even, they haven't even put any actual restrictions on record yet. Yeah. And that, I, don't fucking, I, don't, I don't understand that, not at all. You know, well, they, the, they don't even have restrictions on record now, but it's common knowledge to everybody that their aquifers are going dry and Nestle's still allowed to bottle and ship water out of fucking state every also, day. I mean, I'm, a, I'm in the UK. Luckily Scotland, so it doesn't affect me. But um, down in the south of England, where the vast majority of the UK population is, every summer, water bands. You've got to water your lawns and stuff like that. Because they need, they, they'll run short of water if they don't ban and they do enforce. They have aeroplanes flying about mm-hmm. looking for bright green areas. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a dead giveaway, funnily enough. Yeah. Well, you know, that it wouldn't be a problem if the homeowners associations in California weren't so fucked up. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, you have all these gated communities and, yeah, they're just beautiful lawns everywhere. Um, fruit trees, you know, all the things that use shitloads of water. Yeah. yeah. In these beautifully expensive private communities. So, uh, well, if you have enough money, the law doesn't apply to you. Yeah. That's a problem. It's a big problem. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, over over here you wouldn't have a very you know, a very good reception if you got caught <laughs> uh, that way over here, you know. You would get publicly lombasted, as they say. Because people have been, you know. You know what uh, Jeannie and I were... Well, actually, I think I mentioned it to her. The chemist war. <laughs> you know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about it last night, and I was talking about like what the government wants to do to vaping. And I was saying, you know, a lot of people are really concerned about what they're putting in their bodies and what you're going to have if the government does what it wants to do. Is you're going to have people making some... Do you know what Blackleaf 50 is? Yeah, no. Okay, Blackleaf 50 is a solution you get from soaking chewing tobacco in water and boiling it. All right, resulting, right yeah. The resulting sludgy crap is Blackleaf 50. And Blackleaf 50 is very, very potent insecticide. Oh. Uh, unfortunately, any of the, the nicotine that you're looking for is not going to be in there. And I think we're going to have people trying to make bathtub nicotine doing that. Yeah. And the people that we don't have doing that, we're going to have black marketing and they're going to get e-liquid with DEG in it because it's yeah. cheaper and there are going to be no sorts of threat of regulation because once you force something underground, you really do make it black market. Well, I mean... Yeah, uh, I think I've mentioned it before, but yeah, I do know somebody that bought tobacco plants uh, and and has got a greenhouse and and has asked me uh, if it becomes necessary to look into refining processes. Um, There are refining processes. Mostly what you're going to find the expensive stuff is the glassware and some of the chemicals. Uh, Some of the chemicals are not It's the time it takes to... uh, do the filtration, get all the yeah. things you don't want out. Out. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, most of our, our e-liquid that we use is actually made from, like, what I would call tobacco dust. Yeah. A lot of it comes from, yeah, Blackley 40, sorry, not 50. Um, I think we're going to have issues. I really do. That really worries me. But the reason I bought up the chemist's war is because I think a lot of people don't realize that there was a time during Prohibition when our government poisoned people who were drinking alcohol illegally. Yep. So, what can I tell you? I think that's a real danger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the only advantage we've got, really. <laughs> Although, that's starting to look a bit hit and miss now as well. Is <laughs> the Chinese nicotine manufacturers would have quite happily sold us illegally. Really, really good quality nicotine. <laughs> um, but I see even now the Chinese government are starting to uh, crack down on e-cigarettes and the like. Because obviously they get huge income from their uh, tobacco products over there. Yeah, but I don't know. This whole thing just feels so... It feels really horrible. 
I don't think it is. I don't think it's as bad as I think it is because I think I have a pretty negative slant on things. But I don't think it's anywhere near as positive as some people think it is. Yeah. But I do think we're going to end up with a lot of, of black market nicotine. Yeah. Wee. Wee. <laughs> Wee. Yeah. Sounds like a good time, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're smart people. You've got a couple. Yeah. Over there, some of them are bloggers. Some of them are biologists and bloggers, and some of them are chemists and bloggers. Yeah. They've already described how you do it. Oh, yeah. You've just got to find it. And nothing's really hidden or gone on the internet, no matter how someone tries to censor it. Oh, hell. I mean, um, I, I did chemistry, biology. Uh, Organic chemistry at university, so I know the I know well, how hell, to do basic filtration of organic compounds. So yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, you also know how to make rum out of a coconut and yeah. sugar. That's easy though. <laughs> yeah, but you got to have it in the right conditions. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know how to do that. Yeah, you can poison yourself quite easily if you do that wrong. Yeah, yeah there is that. <laughs> I have made the, the wrong sort of alcohol. Oops. I've gone blind. <laughs> Call me Kitty Dukakis. Uh, that's only funny because she was an alcoholic who drank rubbing alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Eth- ethanols. Yeah, you really don't want a lot of them in there. Yeah. All <laughs> alcohol contains a certain proportion of it, but if it gets too high, yeah, you're losing your eyesight. Yeah. That's very true. <sighs> I don't know. Is there anything we haven't talked about? I know yeah, the first part of the of show stuff, is... But... <laughs> I know. I know the first part of the show is really fun. I, I assume the second part of the show is not. But I don't know. I, it didn't feel horrible doing it this way tonight. No. I don't, I don't know if I can do a free form show like this all the time, though. I kind of miss structure. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I can't help it. I'm a control freak, so I really miss structure. Which well, so that's why you balance us anarchy type people who don't need <laughs> structure. Uh, well, there's something for everybody, <laughs> I guess. So, wow. I don't know what to say, but um, yeah, I had fun. Did you guys have fun at all? <laughs> Yes, ma'am. I, you know, I'm all about the Ushiny. <laughs> I, I, I am. I am all about the Ushiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess. I guess that's about it. Unless somebody's got something. No, don't think so. Didn't have anything planned. <laughs> yeah. No, me either. <laughs> so. I guess this is good night. Um, thanks for listening to the first Ooh Shiny Show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the second part was a downer. The middle section. Yeah. <laughs> middle. Yeah, the middle section was kind of. And people are calling it. for the advert, so there you go. Okay. People know you two too well. <laughs> 
So Jungle here's the odd part. Yeah, if it'll play. <laughs> it's being stubborn. Why spend hours searching for in-stock ammunition when you can use AmmoSeek.com? AmmoSeek.com is a search engine for finding ammunition, reloading components, magazines, and guns for more than 300 calibers at more than 60 online retailers. AmmoSeek.com only shows items that are in-stock and readily available for shipping. You can search by caliber, grains, manufacturer, and more. The results are displayed by cost per round, so you are able to get the very best pricing on your ammunition of choice. Find ammunition at the best prices fast. AmmoSeek.com. Good night, guys. We'll see you next Monday.